Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News and stuff. Stick around. So, is it one of those days? We all have them. I mean, you need a little special encouragement? Who does it now and then? Does it feel like your sources of security have just crumbled all around you? Gideon understood that feeling, didn't he? Odds were against him. He faced the challenge of his life fighting those mighty battalions of Midian with an army of only 300. Judges chapter 7, verse 12. The Midianites and the Amalekites and the sons of the east were lying there in the valley as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number. Wow, that's a big group. As numerous as the sand of the seashore? Can you imagine how Gideon's heart must have sunk upon seeing that awesome view? However, God didn't allow Gideon to remain discouraged long. When he returned to the camp, he heard two men discussing a dream, which, being interpreted, was of God giving Midian over to the Israelites. Judges 7.15 says, When Gideon heard the account of that dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. Amen. He returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the camp of Midian into your hands. Wouldn't that be something? Gideon's boldness was renewed. You could have that today. That courage is available to you, though all the odds appear stacked against you today. This is because you can know for sure that God is not going to leave you to face your foes alone. Nope, he stands right there. No matter what you face today, God is greater. Trust him, really. He's going to use you in a mighty, wonderful way this day. In the world is going on. Biden's in Israel today on a mission to keep Israel and Hamas, the conflict there, from escalating into a wider war in the Middle East and urging humanitarian aid to Palestinian civilians caught in the middle of the crossfire. The president's visit on Wednesday comes after hundreds of people were killed in an explosion at a Gaza Strip hospital the days before. Israel has declared war against Hamas. After the terrorist group infiltrated the country there on October the 7th, firing thousands of rockets into residential areas, so far at least 4,200 people have been killed on the war on both sides, including at least 1,400 Israeli civilians and soldiers and 30 Americans. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu pledged to defeat Hamas and wipe them off the face of the earth. During a speech, a swearing-in ceremony of the National Emergency Government, the attack carried out on the Jewish holiday of Simchat Torah. Again, Biden in Israel. Well, isn't this interesting? New Orleans District Attorney Jason Williams was carjacked at gunpoint Monday in his own city, according to the New Orleans Police Department. Williams was walking his 78-year-old mom to his car when two suspects approached the pair, pointed a gun at them, and demanded the car. The suspects then jumped into the car, drove off before abandoning the vehicle in undisclosed location, and carjacking a young woman in the area 30 minutes later. District Attorney Williams and his mom were unharmed. Both thanked the New Orleans police there for their hard work tonight. And every night, responding to the crime victim sounds good. This DA was elected in 2020 after George Soros donated $220,000 to Louisiana Justice and 
Public Safety Pact to run campaigns against Williams' opponent. Williams campaigned on a platform of social justice reform, promising to find alternatives for putting people in jail and to reform the ineffective, unfair money bail system. Well, what do we have to say about that? Atta boy, George, your DA just got carjacked at gunpoint in his own super liberal city. Yeah. What's in a title? What's in a position? What does it mean to say you're a Republican anymore? In September 18, House Republicans showed their true colors. Those 18 joined forces with Democrats to kill an amendment to the 2024 Department of Defense Appropriation Act that would have stopped taxpayer money from funding Pentagon-sponsored Pride Month celebrations. Evil, if the Bible is correct. Representative Ken Buck there of Colorado was one of those dudes, which is why Mark Levin isn't surprised at what he's doing now. He's trash-talking Donald Trump to... Jen Psaki, another loser on MSNBC. So here we have this guy who's making his bones to get hired by one of these liberal platforms. What's he doing? He's trashing the Trumper. In a clip from MSNBC, Psaki notes that Buck has said that he would not support a convicted felon for the White House, adding that they call it the new Ken Buck rule. A smile shoots across Buck's face and... Well, we're all disgusted. You see that? You see that sick, happy duck there? He's on MSNBC, the guy that voted to fund or allow the funding of queers, drag queens at the Pentagon. Why would you give him a job if you're on NBC and CNN? Well, simple. You want to do the maximum amount of damage before you hire this goofball. It's the new America. It is politics as usual. All right, Governor Huckabee, down there in Arkansas, they've become the first state to order that a Chinese company give up ownership of local land there amid fears of attempts by Beijing to, uh, well, infiltrate and influence the United States. No kidding. Hello, wake up. On Tuesday, Governor Huckabee Sanders announced that she was ordering the Chinese company to relinquish 160 acres of land holding it had there in northeastern Arkansas, accusing its owner of posing a clear threat to the state of Arkansas. The Switzerland-headquartered agricultural chemical producer was acquired back in 2017 by the state-owned China National Chemical Corporation, and primarily trades in pesticides and seeds. Uh, yeah. What? Going over to the other side, billionaire investor and longtime Democrat, Canadian-American, Chamat Palapatia, has publicly admitted that he was wrong. About what? Wrong about President Donald Trump. Not only did Palapatia express a newfound appreciation for what Donald Trump was able to accomplish during his short tenure, but he also wanted to say that Trump derangement syndromes did more damage than Donald Trump ever could. As a Democrat who has been left homeless, who is now definitely in the center, but probably leaning now more to the right, 
I'm left again with an appreciation despite the messenger of the message of the Trump administration because what those guys did was actually pretty incredible. These Abraham Accords, the Accords with Israel and the GCC, the almost accord between Israel and Saudi, to really be able to find a long-lasting peace is just a real example for the world. And those guys did a lot. Those guys, the Trump administration, did a lot of really great work. Well, amen. We talked in brief yesterday about this. Jim Jordan failed to become speaker, not at least on the first ballot, the GOP circus to elect a new Speaker of the House going to continue for at least another day today after Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan fell 20 votes short of what he needed to assume leadership of the House of Representatives. Jordan was Republicans' latest nominee after Majority Leader Steve Scalise withdrew from the race last week. It's now been two weeks since the House has gone speakerless following Kevin McCarthy's ouster at the hands of a few right Wing Freedom Caucus representatives, they say. Actually, they're good guys. Hey, hey the county's five-member Supreme Court in India ruled unanimously to decline petitioners' request to legalize any gay marriage. See how stupid we are in America? India. Oh, good grit. They say that's wrong, arguing that it was up to Parliament to make some laws recognizing and regulating this thing. Well, the landmark ruling marked a setback for India's large queer community. The court did broaden the definition of discrimination and told the government to establish fundamental protections for gay citizens and stop killing those people. My, oh my. The Russian president arrived in China yesterday. Vladimir Putin in China? Yeah, to attend the Belt and Road Forum a meeting of global leaders on Xi's infrastructure initiative to deepen China's ties with the rest of the world. This is Putin's second trip abroad since the International Criminal Court put out a warrant for his arrest for alleged war crimes related to the invasion of Ukraine, which China has declined to criticize, by the way. The two are also expected to discuss the Israel-Hamas war as their two countries call for a ceasefire. So what else is happening? Uh, the IRS announced it's going to launch a free, got to be something to that, free filing service for your taxes in 13 states next year. So your TurboTax days could soon be over. StarHub said ticket sales for the upcoming NBA season are up 60% from last year, thanks to an increased interest from fans outside of the United States. Poland's right-wing governing party looks likely to be ousted following the country's general election, which is being described as a, a victory for liberal values. All that junk's only temporary. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon has reportedly decided to stop being a DJ because it was creating a distraction for the Wall Street firm. This is not news, according to a Goldman Sachs spokesperson. Being a DJ... What? I gave that up years ago. Business news. So many bankruptcies going on and something you may not know. Are you familiar with Dole, Chiquita? Of course you are. 
But there's a company out there you've never heard of that supplies Kroger and Walmart and all of them, and they are filing bankruptcy. You haven't heard of Prima Wawona, which is based in California. It supplies most major grocery store chains around the country with stone fruits, peaches, plums, nectarines, apricots, etc. It's a major brand that does label its products, but they sell but they sell their products to vendors, not to consumers. And the company does have a website, but uh, you never hear of them. So, so many companies filing bankruptcy. The consumer retail sector experiencing a trend towards, uh, well, this is rather obvious, that have either exceptional customer experience or the lowest prices. Well, duh. Well, here you go. Advanced Auto Parts losing ground. Uh, AutoZone and O'Reilly, which have aggressively focused on growth through capital investments in recent years. And uh, Advance is at a greater risk for e-commerce because it's often viewed as having poor customer experiences, poorer than AutoZone. So I guess the message today with everything going on, you got to be good at every angle of running your business. So what's going to happen to advance in the days ahead? Let's do a little living in today's world the way that it used to be. One of you sent me this. I'm from, or formerly, from northern New York. Well, when I was a child... We had area code 315, and you didn't use it. Kmart was for special outfits only. Eating out at a restaurant was a huge deal that only happened on very special occasions. Fast food, that was leftovers from home. Eating popsicles was a treat on a hot day. We had an ice cream truck, and you only needed a dollar or less. School was mandatory. If no one was home after school, you jumped the gate and went through the window. Nobody paid for daycare. We ate dinner at the table as a family. Our house phone had a long cord that could reach forever. We played cops and robbers. One, two, three, not it. Red light, green light, hide and seek, kickball, dodgeball, you get it. Red Rover, oh yeah. We rode our bikes and we played in the rain and ditches when we were hot. Girls and boys played in the street or in the yard, but not in the house ever. We came home when the lights on the poles came on, and you better be home before dark. Children were seen. Children were not heard. Staying in the house was a punishment, and the only thing we knew about bored, you better find something to do before I find it for you, was the usual mantra. We ate what mom made for dinner. We ate nothing at all. There was no bottled water. We drank from the tap or the water hose because there was no coming in and out of the house. We watched those cartoons on Saturday morning while eating cereal and reading things on the box. We rode our bikes for hours. We ran around the neighborhood until dark and came in before mom had to come find us. If she called my first and my last name, then I had better get there quickly. We were afraid of nothing. We watched our mouths around our elders because we better show some respect or else we're in deep trouble. You know, those were the good old days. Kids today will never know how it feels to be a real kid. They'll never understand your childhood. I love being a kid. It was long before the Internet. Oh, yeah, most of us older folks.
can identify with that. And finally, who said and did that? What are you, what are you women doing? Bunch of gals here with their signs. Bring abortion back. No sadder sight than a bunch of women marching for the right to kill their own children. What kind of a moron votes for someone who promises to raise your taxes? And can you identify? If at first you don't succeed, why don't you try doing it the way mom told you to do it in the beginning? Hey, let's celebrate Halloween. Where's my Bible? Life 101 right after this. Hello world comes your way each day at this time, Monday through Friday, thanks to this Christian radio station, thanks to the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What a blessing. Thank you for your time. I mean that sincerely. Tell others about the broadcast, continue to support us, and join us every day at this time. Oh, and don't forget we're on Southwest Radio Church all of this week talking about our new book, Invisible War on the Saints. And hey, go to InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. Check it out. Do you celebrate Halloween? You know, dollar-wise, it is now the biggest day of the year. So much. I was going to church yesterday, and I could not believe home after home, whether in the rich section of town or the poor section of town, there's just junk ghosts and goblins and scary things hanging all What in the world has happened to us, for crying out loud? Christians going the way of uh, pagans? Sure we are. Come on, be real. Christians should not have anything to do with Halloween. You know, Scripture shows us that people go through areas of spiritual renewal and periods of spiritual decline. It's the way it, like waves, and that's always been the case, always will be the case. You're up, you're down, you're in between. And we might think of these times, again, like a mountaintop or a valley. The key to all of this, I have discovered, is, and it's easy to do, not get too high, and certainly not go down into the pit either, my friend. During a renewal, a revival, an awakening, there will not only be a great reviving of Christians, but it will have a large impact on the problems of society. Billy Sunday, he was a great preacher here in America. He would go to Philadelphia, other cities. The bars of the whole city would close down when he was speaking during his meeting. Sure they would. The mayor sometimes would come out. New York, same thing. What has happened? I'll tell you, my friend, when Christianity enters in, problems of society fade. The renewal could last for many years, as it did in the Second Great Awakening here in America, or it could be rather brief, as it was in the Third Awakening in the late 1850s. i got to tell you, when the winds of renewal have passed, the church may enter a period of lethargy, possibly for many, many years, unfortunately. Such cycles have already been repeated many times during the 2,000 years of church history. It's not the Spirit of God. It's not that it can't sustain the higher life for the Christians. Rather, now I get this because this is important, the Spirit allows times of decline to cause His people to do two things, pray for growth and for power. You know, in the Old Testament, renewal came to the Israelites under King Jehoash in 2 Kings 11 and 12, King Hezekiah, 2 Kings 18, King Asa in 2 Chronicles 15. 
and especially under King Josiah. That's the guy that became king at eight years of age. Still unbelievable to me, and I love to preach that from 2 Kings chapter 22 and 23. Awakening also came under the time of Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, during the return there, the exile in Babylon. Uh, Ezra chapter 5 and 6. And of course, under Nehemiah, what preacher hasn't preached on this event from the Word of God? In Nehemiah 8, 9, and 13, he was the governor of Judea, and uh, his task, rebuild Jerusalem. In New Testament times, awakening came upon God's people at Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And this pouring out of the Spirit set a pattern that we see in a later awakening. Again, in Acts 4, 23-37, we read of the renewal that prepared the infant church for the fierce persecutions that were coming. The Bible says there in Acts 4, starting at verse 23, And on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said to them. It's important that you and I repeat what we have heard like this. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God's sovereign Lord, they said. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Already decided, God's in charge. Don't forget that. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. We all need that. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform uh, signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind, so important in the church today. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. This is so interesting to me. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that all there was, no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses did what? Sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. I have been blessed to experience Brand new cars being given away by people. Not rich people. God just told them to give the vehicle to someone else. That has always amazed me. In one case, a home just given away. Joseph, verse 36, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field that he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. What a great message, my friend. Well, they say it happened at the VA hospital. Some old guys shooting the breeze, a trio there. They ran out of tales on their own heroic exploits, and they started bragging about their ancestors. One said, my great-grandfather at age 13 was a drummer boy at Shiloh. Mine, another boasted, went down with Custer at the Battle of Little Bighorn. I'm the only soldier in my family, confessed the third. But my great-grandfather, living today, 
would be one of the most famous people in all the world. What what he do, his buddies ask? Oh, not much, but he'd be 165, <laughs> 165 years old. Yeah, he'd be pretty a pretty big deal in the world today, wouldn't he? Sometimes you gotta grab for straws there. That's it. Had to say for another day, news information and kind of continue to pray, my friend, about all the stuff going on in the world today, and there is a bunch of it, huh? Okay, that's it. That's the way it is. Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.